The name that means excitement is back. Bond. James Bond. That girl must be very talented. Shoot up. Believe me, my interest in her is purely professional. What is this? I've had a few optional extras installed. Wherever he goes, adventure follows. Two of our men are dead. Koskov's named you. Then I must die. Eliminate him. Kill him! Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we discuss and analyze the James Bond phenomenon in all its shapes and forms, from Fleming to the films and everything in between. Ooh la la. Why? I'm one of your hosts, Edgar. I'm Claire. Matthew Claire. Very well done. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. We're back this week. Uh, if this schedule makes any sense, last week the listeners uh, heard us discuss the short story collection Octopussy and the Living Daylights. We figured, you know what, we've done all of Sean. We did, we did the only George. Uh, we did one Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce is going to wait a little bit. Yeah, we're getting to him. We have the opportunity right here in front of us to finally, at long last, yes, do some Timmy time. Timmy! Yeah. I'm going to quote uh, South Park. Timmy! <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's very exciting. So we are doing the film adaptation of Fleming's short story, The Living Daylights. Yes. Which they stretched into a two-hour, <laughs> 15-minute long movie. They did some expanding, man. It's amazing what they did for that movie. I have a synopsis. Good, because I don't know this movie. I've never seen it. Um, well, it's, look, I can't really blame you. We're recording this on the first weekend of the new year. So we literally just left the holiday season. We've all been busy. It was my birthday time. yesterday. It was your birthday yesterday. So happy birthday. And, and you know, you've been busy. You've been busy. Busy, yeah. I've, I did absolutely nothing this past week. So I just kept on rewatching Living Daylight. So I could prepare this synopsis. Good, because... Uh, even if I've seen the movie before, I don't think I could like set up size this this I'm gonna be completely honest with, with you, Matthew, and the listeners. Uh if we start getting tweets about, hey, that's not really what happens, I'd be like, sure, probably not. Probably. <laughs> it's yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you I, I I'm waiting. Sure. I'm eagerly waiting because I know I'm gonna laugh a few times. The film begins by dropping the audience on the Rock of Gibraltar, where a training exercise between British field agents is being held, including the 00 section. Little does everyone know that a Soviet agent has infiltrated the premise and didn't come to play paintball. He murders two 00s and almost escapes before James Bond 007 sends him off with a bang. The Gibraltar incident sets in motion a remarkable series of events that have the British intelligence second-guessing the motivations of Soviet figures, both those that may be viewed as potential allies, as well as those that must be kept at bay. One such hopeful ally is General Koskov, acclaimed a defector who Bond and MI6 contact Saunders help weasel to the west via Bratislava, Czechoslovakia, now modern-day Slo- modern Slovenia, via their secret pipeline, let's say. It is during this mission 007 comes to know of Kara Milovi, a cellist at a local conservatoire who is actually posing as a sniper assassin sent to kill the prize Koskov. Bond's instincts tell him she isn't a true killer, 
prompting him to merely scare the living daylights out of her rather than murder. Once at an MI6 safe house in England, Koskov relates that high-ranking General Pushkin, well known to the British, has gone completely mad and wishes to continue Cold War tensions with the West, even going so far as to revive Schmiert Spionem, a Russian spy assassination program. M, having heard enough from Koskov and still fuming from the calatimus Gibraltar debacle, orders 007 to murder Pushkin. Koskov's time with the British, however, is shorter than what it takes to make Borsch, as an elaborate and explosive extraction plan featuring dangerously high levels of calcium sees the Soviet wannabe defector taken away. Bond, unconvinced of Koskov's revelations even before his capture, opts to head back to Bratislava, find Kara, Koskov's girlfriend, and use her as a means to locate Koskov. As Bond and Kara make their way from Czechoslovakia to Vienna and then Tangier, Morocco, various threads begin to sync together like the musical notes on a stave. Koskov is in league with a professional assassin Necros and another defector, disgraced army man now turned illicit arms dealer Brad Whitaker. Together they aim to earn bountiful profits from the Russian-Afghan war that rages on by mixing guns, diamonds, and opium through various trades, essentially playing both the Russian army and Afghan resistance off one another. Meanwhile, Pushkin, much like Bond, is trying to stop them both, encouraging them to work together. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Kara only learns of 007's true nature when it is almost too late, allowing Koskov to take them both as prisoners to Afghanistan. With the aid of a Mujahideen leader, Kamran Shah, 007 and Kara escape to safety and regroup to strike a final blow on Koskov and his forces, which also provides the Afghan aim morale-boosting victory in battle. The film's final confrontation is back in Tangier, where the secret agent sneaks into Whitaker's base of operations. Just as the clandestine arms dealer gains the upper hand and looks to be walking tall, his ambitions are flattened by Bond's British fortitude. Pushkin finally arrests Koskov as well. Back in Vienna, Kara is rocking her cello like nobody's business in front of thousands of adoring fans, but is saddened when, after the show, she learns that 007 could not attend. Retiring to her quarters, she is surprised by Bun, who has been waiting for her all this time. Together they give a musical performance to remember as credits roll. Thus ends Living Daylights. Good one, sir. If that's at all what happens in that movie. Good one. That's a hard uh, movie to synopsize. Notice the shortest paragraph is the one when I explain what Whitaker and Koskov are doing. It's, honestly, it, Diamonds, I, opium... Money off of Russians and Afghans. That's what they're doing. Honestly, that's, if you're describing their plot, I think that's the easiest way because even it's been more than 30 years since that movie and I can't... It doesn't make sense. I think they're... He got down payment on drugs and he got diamonds instead and he's trading the diamonds for opium and then he's going to buy back... Got, really buy guns, but he's going to make a profit. Yeah, that that's it. That's that's it. But you you have to deduce a lot of it because it's not explicit. Some of it is explicitly mentioned. Not all of it is explicitly mentioned. I, I'm gonna make a complaint about this movie, and it applies to both of the Dalton movies. Um, you know, in movies they say a show don't tell, and in both of the Dalton f- movies, uh, they 
tell don't show. There's a plot that I miss that I'm like, okay, that's super important. You should have made that information visual because it's just a line that's if you miss it, it it, it just like because I've seen this movie so many times that. Mm. I don't know the plot of this movie. To me, it's action sequence, action sequence, bit of dialogue, funny, mm-hmm. funny, boom, boom, bang, boom, zoom, boom. Well, not, not that it's a bad movie, but it's no, just, no, no. It's, it's not what I'm here for. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. For me, I've maybe not the first time I watched it, which would have been years ago at this point. I probably really didn't understand much, but when I came back to it some years later, and I've obviously watched it at least a handful of times over the past decade, 12 years, give or take, to, to me, it was a bit of a struggle to write that synopsis, in particular once they, they get to Tangier in Afghanistan when the plot is sort of better re- revealed. But I find everything up until then is quite simple. The idea of a defector, which is not a real defection, it's actually a deflection <laughs> away from Koskov to get to General Pushkin, who presumably he is a rival of or a hidden rival of. And they're doing that by reviving Spionum, which is a bit of Fleming material. And I had to put more effort this time because I knew I was doing the synopsis for it. But but uh, apart from this one time, the minute Brad Whitaker shows up in the film, and I'm not talking about do I like the character or not, but plot-wise, the minute Brad Whitaker shows up, I'm like, okay, now I'm lost. I don't know what who's doing what anymore. <laughs> it's it- it's one of the weaknesses of this movie is the villains. They're not particularly scary. They're interesting. And they're they're more like... Necros is cool. Ne- Necros is excellent. And you know what? In my notes, I wrote, he's probably my... F- after Red Grant, he's probably my favorite uh, uh, Aryan super killer okay. uh, sidekick henchman. Okay. He's probably... Because he, I don't know. He, he, he has a little bit of personality or... <laughs> I love the the fact that he disguises himself. He's like a, yeah. a chameleon yeah. from uh, the old Spider-Man. And he comic. imitates, you know, yeah, he's American, he's British, but he's I, we don't really know where he's from. But you know, no, if I was making the the kid ver- cartoon version of James Bond, it'd be like a chameleon, like super mm. uh, spy that Bond has to. But there is with. there is a kid version of James Bond. We reviewed it. Yes, I know. <laughs> but if you were doing a modern version of a kid's cartoon. Uh, it, uh, you know what? We need definitely need to do another Bond expansion. Uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll get started on mm. talking about that uh, fairly shortly. Mm. Uh, but back to this, I like him. He's he's a constant threat, and he's very he's very um, oily. I would say like he's sneaky. He's it's the always, hair. Yeah, it's the hair, but it's also like he has a snake like attitude because he's always like sn- lurking around, mm. following Bond. He is like music. Red Grant in many ways in this movie. He is. Yeah, well, Red Grant also does some impersonations, you know. Uh, we have uh, dinner. I've been on the I'm on the go since breakfast, old, old man, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And Necros is that, but even more sneaky because he's American. Sorry about that, chum. And then he's, you know, oh, was that my, oh, oh, he's sick. You know, I'm the new milkman. You know, he's really good with the act. I don't know if that's the actor doing that or if he's being dubbed. But I, it's a good performance. It's, I don't know, he's fun. Like he, he reminded me from of the. I thought it was the same guy that played the. I don't remember the name. The guy's name in Dire, the first guy who gets killed. Mm. The oh, oh oh, I have a machine gun now. Guy, he kind of <laughs> reminded me of that guy. As we are wont to do, yes. chronologically, so to speak. Gun Barrel, Tim's Gun Barrel. 
It's pretty good, actually. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I like him. I like his walk. I think he has his like his hand in his pocket as he's walking. It's kind of interesting. I didn't pay that much. Uh, have you seen the outtakes? So he did it twice. Oh, the this, jump? The, yeah, the, the jump. jump is funny. The jump is like, he looks like a rabbit. It's like, oh, it's embarrassing. Like, mm. uh, they probably saw them like, yeah, we're not using that. And it's probably something he wanted because yeah. they finished it. You know, they could have said, oh, it just looks silly. Let's lose the other one. But they they pushed yeah. it. So they somebody somewhere said, yeah, we might actually use that one. So Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was even Cubby. Who knows? We don't know that. But I, I like his gun barrel. It's very smooth and... We open on, well, we open on top of Gibraltar uh, for a one of the best opening shots in the franchise. Opening I, shot. Well, opening the- shot. I'm I'm exaggerating. Like maybe the tenth shot in the movie, the one where the three double O's are oh, yeah, skydiving, the- and what cinematography boop, with the boop, 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 I can't do it. It's like I'm there. Wait, but the music, oh, the music, the music, but Barry's Barry's back, baby, and it's and his last also. It is also his last one. Sayonara, Barry. Unfortunately, um, but the, the, his music is so good that din, 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 din. I feel like I'm skydiving. There's something about that those notes that make me think of wind That's, flowing and I'm such falling. An amazing. Like, the, not just the skydiving, but that the entire pre-dial sequence is. You want to introduce James Bond? It, uh, oh my the gosh. only thing that's me missing is a tuxedo because everything is there. Is that now? And they build up to his reveal. They haven't yeah. done that since 1962. They haven't built up to the reveal. Well, they got Lazenby 69, but they don't build true, up to more. They don't build up. But it's yeah, been a more, while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, and I like it when they do that. It's unfortunate they did that they didn't do it with more because I like it when they build up the reveal and mm, you know it's tough to beat that Connery reveal because it's the first one it's the original it's the OG but this one comes mm, close this one comes close God knows how many like, times I've watched this just mid breath God his head and zoom in on his face I don't know I, I've lost count I haven't count how many times I've watched any of the Bond movies for that matter, even the ones I don't really like, I've seen them, I need more than at least one hand. This is one I like a lot. I've watched, it's just, it just brought me back to that moment where there's a bit of wind, I think, and the camera, it's not just cut to Dalton turning, there's wind, there's a bit of wind in his hair, and the camera slightly zooms. It slightly zooms. It's perfect. It is it is perfect. Effin perfect. There's nothing uh. else you can add. I I can't add anything. I mean, it's perfect. It's just that it's a moment, and you you still hear uh, what is it? Double o five or double o eight? I don't know, but he's ah, ah, still screaming and like and his reaction. Hmm. Mm. A little bit odd that one of the double O's can't control his shoot well enough that he lands in a tree. So bizarre. You know what I heard is that the other two actors that play doubles are meant to look like, uh, I think it's Roger Moore and Sean Connery. And, probably. I've heard that too. But the the one that looks Roger Moore, I I, I can <laughs> see yeah, it. Yeah, you can actually. But the other one, I'm like, eh, Sean Connery, not no. really. Maybe George, more George Lazenby. Maybe if I like yeah. squeeze squeeze my eyes, squeeze my eyes and like put Vaseline on them, maybe. Mm. 
but it's still like it, it's kind of funny. It's I feel, and I I don't know what to 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 make of the double O section. Like, is the only competent one, and mind you, competent in quotation marks because the collateral damage billing must be insane with Bond. But is the only competent one James Bond? I mean. You know, I'm proud that the, when M says, you know, this might be just an exercise, but I'm proud that it's the double O. I know you won't let me down. Two, one of them gets paintballed now. <laughs> He's done. And the other one, well, the other one, unfortunately, like, really dies. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's not like the most threatening double O section I've ever seen. Thank God Bond is there because other than Bond, this team sucks. Yeah, well, maybe the other one would have survived um if the uh russian is, that, is he russian we never find out we who he is don't know who he is he he is someone sent it's obviously by koskov because of what we learn later baby necros maybe baby necros his little brother or big brother maybe maybe cousin distant Ma second cousin yeah sister <laughs> transgender transgender sister the James Bond franchise is far more progressive than people give it credit yes, for. Yes. Well, we haven't talked about Ferez only. I'm sure you know. Oh, yes. yes we'll get there. We'll get there. It's a, it, people, it's a progressive franchise. Trust yes. us on this. <laughs> um, but still, maybe, uh, who knows? Bond is the coolest because they made movies about him. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's pretty damn cool in this one. It's it's a great introduction to this version of James Bond. It's it's action packed. The stunt work is great. There are shots when stunt man Bond is hanging on top of the jeep from behind, and the jeep goes through a little tunnel. Dude, that stuntman almost gets his leg chopped off by the roof of the tunnel. I know. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's and, great. and you have to remember, this movie came out two years after A View to a Kill, a movie that, as like, I, I saw it last night for my birthday, mm. as much as I like it, it's... It's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And it's it's one of those so-good-it's-bad movies. Mm. And now we're back at genuinely a good movie, yeah. like a good spy story mm. with a good action and a credible lead. This is, I find it very interesting that this is the first movie we're talking about of 2019. It's a new year, so we get a new bond, well, new bond, a new bond for us on the show. And it's really a fresh take. We haven't seen this, this James Bond since we've started talking about the movies. Connery, you know, untouchable. Roger Moore, fantastic for what he did. George, you know, did a banger for, for, for despite his limited, despite his limited acting skills. I th still think he did a banger of a job. But this is, this is a different Bond. This is fresh. This is this we is haven't seen this before. It's all so boring here, Margo. There's nothing but playboys and tennis pros. If only I could find a real man. I need to use your phone. She'll call you back. Who are you? Bond, James Bond. Exercise Control 007 here. I report in an hour. Won't you join me? Better make that too. The only, the closest thing we have seen for, to this is uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Oh, it's actually, I forgot. We, we started this whole thing with Casino Royale. I'm forgetting we actually did a Daniel. But, uh, the, yeah, it's, just, it's only the one we started the whole freaking thing with. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, 
first of all, it's a great free title sequence. It's a great title song. <laughs> it's please listen to the part one or end two of the it, music of Bond. You know what? It, it it's weird. It's very derivative of um, the work of Duran Duran, but it's still enjoyable. It's just that when he sings, makes no sense. To that me. doesn't really make sense. I like the. It's one of those things where I I I find the lyrics attractive, although it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Um, what I don't like, there isn't, there isn't a lot about this movie I don't like. The title sequence, the visuals, man, they're boring. You know what I wrote on my notes? Because I wrote down notes and I wrote like, uh, it really looks like Morris Binder is doing, um, he's being very eco ecological in his thinking. He's doing a lot of recycling because I've seen more water. More reflections. Oh, no, no, no. There are shots. There are shots. Like, gosh, there's a shot of him shooting in one, like, on the floor. There's short, there's, there's shot, I'm pretty sure he, he recycled from the opening credits of... Um, eyes Only, maybe? For Your Eyes Only, possibly even as far as uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Like, I would have to go frame by frame and verify all his credits. Mm. But he's he's been recycling footage for years. Yeah, the the well, look, he's only, he only has one more left in him after this movie. Um, I'm trying to look back. The last time that's funny because we're not reviewing the films in their proper order because of the way we're doing the show, and I don't, I try, I've tried not to watch the ones we haven't reviewed yet. So I'm like, I'm I'm trying to like, when's the last time we talked about a Morris? I remember saying a lot that I like Moonraker, and I remember there are elements of the Avtac title sequence that are kind of striking, like the neon tattoo is good, but the last time that from start to finish the title sequence amazed me, and it was Morris Binder's, probably The Spy Who Loved Me. Yes. And this is like 10 years later. It's He's been running out of ideas for a while now. Yeah, they they need a. I, I, honestly, sometimes it's you can feel it, and from time to time they need new blood for a view to a kill. They needed a new lead. Uh, they got him this time. Yeah. But for the the opening titles, I mean, Boris Biden, he's done incredible work. But he, when you compare about other type of things that are being done, like the mm -hmm. other opening credits or other visual anything on MTV, even at the same time. You're out of your league, yeah. man. You're yeah. really. And it's starting to show. It's a little sad because you know, bless his heart, he's given us given us some of the best. But at this stage in 1987, his like tenth movie, eleventh, not more than that. He only did he only not did two, so I guess it would be his twelfth uh, movie, eleventh movie. Um, yeah, he's running out of gas. So now we go to Bratislava. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> for for the sequence of the film that is actually the adaptation of of the short story we reviewed last week. Yeah. Saunders yeah, it's a, and you're bloody late I love Saunders he's cool I just love that actor yeah. he's so he's, I think I can say that on this show because uh, he's such a dick yeah Saunders head of section V Vienna you're bloody late this is a mission not a fancy dress ball we have time where's our man in the box between the KGB minders. Lovely girl with a cello. Forget the ladies for once, Bond. Koskoff will leave the concert at the interval. Shh. We better go. 
He's so dick. Very much so. Less so later when they meet the second time. I think he sort of clued in that okay, this, James Bond usually knows what he's talking about, so I'll listen to him this time. But at the fir- this first time they work together, like, man, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your reputation. You're just a man whore, aren't you? Let the girl with the cello. Leave the girls for once, Bond. We have a work. He's Brit. <laughs> he's so British. Uh, he's more British than Bond. It's amazing. It's great. He's <laughs> just like no. And and I I feel this opening sequence, post post pre title opening sequence. That's I know that's an odd sentence, but uh, I feel this sequence highlights something that I've always felt about the Living Daylights. And I actually did a little bit of not research. It's a who who shot this one? It's a guy called Alec Mills. Man, this movie looks good. This movie looks divine. Peter Lamont, fantastic. Well, I mean, they're they're an actual conservatoire, but but it's lit so well. And this sequence, which takes place predominantly, exclusively at night, night. looks amazing. It's fantastic. I love the I love the look of the Living Daylights from start to finish. But I think my favorite sequence visually is this Bratislava sequence. I think it's freaking awesome. And because it's at night, it's tension-filled, it's dark. Bond doesn't really want to be there either. That um, Eastern European um, taste you'll get sometimes in movies uh, when they, they shoot in that part of the world. I don't, I don't remember if they shot this in England or they probably shot... Bond. No, th- th- a lot of this is actually in what was Czechoslovakia. Good, because yeah. I love when they shoot in Eastern Europe. It's like the first Mission Impossible movie. I love that movie because yeah. they shot in Prague. Even... God, Triple X. I love the parts of the movie that take place, and there's a lot of the movie that take place in Prague. Okay, I don't remember that movie very well. There's also, I think, the second Blade movie. Like movies shot in in, in Prague look different. It's the location. I don't know if the technician, if the technicians, there's something in that city, and it's just they know greedy and like they know their stuff. So we have a, a very interesting concert bond notices a lovely girl with a cello that may or may not be important later on in this movie <laughs> perhaps <laughs> and we also so essentially there's you know we got to get to the safe house our man koskov is going to be crossing the street later and when they go to the safe house we haven't seen bond that we've seen him in action in the pre-title sequence but now it's a bit of a quieter moment so now we're seeing dalton's bond for the first time it's obviously much more taciturn than what Connery and certainly what Moore was, and to a degree Lazenby. He doesn't talk that much, but Dalton is such a good actor. Through his physicality and his facial expressions, you we're starting to figure out what type of a bond this you know bring the chair. You you know you get human from from his portrayal. Yeah, it's and it's the small moments with Dalton. I know when Sanders says you know and Koskov says we want he exclusively asked for you. Why me? You know, Why he, me? He's under the impression you're the best shot, and he doesn't say anything. He just looks up. Hmm, interesting, you know. He chucks, he chucks, he chucks. What he cocks his. Mm. Or whatever he loads his fire gun. What a gun, by the way! <laughs> no, even the the outfit he's wearing, the tac- tac- tactical oh, the tactile tux. <laughs> tactical I tuxedo. love that. I Tacti- love that. Tactile do tactile tuxedo. I love the tactile tux. It's so cool. Yeah, just it, it's that 
if you're going to give gadgets or anything fanciful to the bar, oh, more would have this, you know, uh, Lazenby would have that. That's something Dalton would have. Oh, yeah. Simple, effective, but pra- it's awesome. Practical. You know? Yeah, practical. There you go. Practical is the word I was looking for. That's awesome. And um, just that that look in his eyes when they're on the, 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 uh, the balcony and, you know, 10 seconds, more than enough time for someone, uh, for a sniper to make strawberry jam out of him. him. And like, whoa. It's just a way. serious, man. We're serious business here. Mm. I, he's yeah. just very intense. He, very, do, he doesn't want to be there. Very intense, but not. You know the difference between uh, Daniel Craig and Dalton. The way they portray the character is that Daniel Craig is sort of cold and shut. Like he doesn't show emotion. He's really like neutral. Mm. And Dalton is all about like he uh, is emotional. He is emotional. That's yeah. what I dig about him. I, 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 I like. I yeah. know. I I can see the struggle. I can see him trying not to be emotional, but I this, I see the struggle, the humanity of his portrayal. Well, you know, going back to one of our highlights of 2018, our weekend at, at Comic Con and our presentation, who did we give the highest score to? I think we both gave the yeah, highest we, score to Timothy Dalton because his portrayal of the character is the closest that reflects the the the, the bond of the books, and the bond of the books is not unemotional. He's actually quite emotional it's just he's doing a really dirty job yes <laughs> he's like it's like what wolverine says i'm i'm the I'm, best at what i do what i do isn't very nice that, it's james bond uh so yeah that's why dalton is such an he's such an interesting choice to play this character because of of who the character is in the source material and that marriage of trying to be like the source material although they still have to make uh, a great movie with you know special effects in this, but they're still trying to remain true to the source material. And you have an actor that's a a great actor, b wants to respect the source. It's a really interesting marriage. It's you were you were, you quoted you know a view to a kill a few moments ago. Yeah, can you imagine you walk out of view to a kill and then two summers later you go see this. It's like wait, what? What just ha- what's happening? Whiplash inducing. I mean, I don't think the people and it's not that way. I think I think it's pro- a proven fact. I, what I'm saying is not fact. People were not ready for for something so, or someone like that to Probably portraying not. the character. Although this one did make a lot of money, yeah, did make a lot. I was actually looking at the numbers. It's not like it's not 2018, 19 numbers, but for what movies were making in the 80s, it made a profit. It, you know, they went to the bank with bags of money oh, yeah. on this one. They were confident with oh. to continue with them, but the the, the let's say the. the reaction to his portrayal we're like wow that's different yeah well when you spend 12 years with the same actor and it's a more uh, light-hearted touch it's a softer touch you know the action's there the killing's there the stunts are there but the portrayal really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the there's Fleming a lot books. of winking yeah and there's no winking here i mean frankly i know we're getting we, sh- we should get a move on here but you know so you know Koskov runs across the street they shoot him in 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 the pipe uh which is <laughs> pig soup borscht <laughs> you know don't worry yogi we've you know this has been not test that's the thing the the joke is that this is we've been doing studies and studies don't worry about this how long have you tested you're the first oh <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> uh, we our, our bench has been working on this for months and how many attempts have you had oh you're the first mm. as he as he shuts it <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good we must hurry get him in the peak 
pig? What is pig? Scouring plug to clean out the pipeline. This one's been specially designed to carry a man. Pipeline? You mean our pipeline? Great Soviet achievement. Piping natural gas into Western Europe. But, but, but not me. Don't worry, Yorgi. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> Never mind cake. If you open Val before 100, he will be boshed. Fix boshed cake? There must be another way. Get in. Well, put on the mask. And breathe normally. Oh. Now talk. Oh. Relax, Yogi. Our engineers have spent months perfecting this. How many times have you done this before? You're the first. And their ally is pretty funny as well. The, the, the busty the, lady. Yeah. Or uh, seducing of her supervisor with just like showing uh, for her charisma uh, mm. is very Moore esque. It's it's yeah. It fe- that's silly. again. I don't dislike the scene. It's kind of funny, whatever. But it's true. It's maybe one of the few. It's probably one of the few moments in this film where the vestiges of the Moore era are not quite squashed yet. They're still lingering. Like, it's still peppered a little bit throughout. And when you spent like 10 minutes with this guy, it's like, that's like a sense of humor that shouldn't be in this movie. You can't, you can't not tell jokes. You can't be, you can't never have a slightly lighter touch. But this is a joke from a more film. Like, this is definitely, definitely a more type yeah. uh, humor. Uh, that actress, I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. But she's also in The Fifth Element. Really? Okay. She is uh, when they try to recruit Bruce Willis as a apartment for a special mission. They show uh, like his former general um, uh, general shows up with uh, an attaché woman, and she's wearing the uh, Princess Leia buns on her head. It's been too long. That's that actress that okay. came. And oh, she went on to have a stellar career. Yeah, working with a- Luc Besson. <laughs> she, she's a character actress, so she's she's still working. Well, she's good in this movie. She's funny. She's charming. It's just the tone doesn't no, vibe with the rest mean. of what's going on in this film. But so this is a very long. We we also have to move on. So, but I was trying to get to the part where they're at the crossing between East and the West, and Bond gets back in the car. He meets up with Saunders. Bond says, "You deliberately went against orders. Stuff my orders." Exactly. When he said that, I was like. This guy is like, I don't give an F, man. I'm the best. I know I'm the best. I don't like you, by the way. And I don't like these orders. <laughs> Whoever she was, I must have scared the living daylights out of her. Mm. Q makes a little cameo in this sequence. Oh, I have to mention, uh, he, uh, he didn't ran those stairs. There's no physical no, way. No. I saw those stairs. I'm like, oh, oh, no, there's no. It's kind of no, cool. He pops a pill. Did yes. you see him pop a pill? Yes, he pops a pill. Benzedrine? Probably, probably something for, for a heart palpitation, I'm guessing. I guess so. I do like... It's funny. Even the first time I watched the movie, like my my brain didn't do one plus one. Like That plane just lifts. It does. <laughs> I was going to mention it. it, it and uh, everyone looks at it and it's like... It, honestly, it was probably... And it's on shot. I'm pretty sure it's on location. They didn't. It's not a model. It the, the everything looks too like there's no trickery visual. No, uh, no, no. I yeah. No, I learned that it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's, it's impressive. Awesome. That's it's, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Just whoops, and goes on its way. Pew. Mm, it's mm. pretty cool. So we're back to MI6. Back to so MI6. mission successful. Even mm-hmm. though he didn't kill the lovely girl with the cello, but you know the the goal was to get Koskov to the west. 
into the into the hands of the British. Job done. So we're now at MI6, and they're doing like they're. Bond keeps mentioning like he doesn't understand like why was this girl the one? This does none of this makes sense. Something is wrong. So he already knows something's fishy. This does this isn't right. It makes no. If Koskov is as important as he claims to be, it makes no sense that they would send this girl. So, Money Penny, new Money Penny, by the way, Caroline Bliss, and True. Q, uh, do a little bit of research for him. And uh, I love, although there's a, I forgot that they show a picture of the character, so I guess it wouldn't work. But I love the fact that one of the assassins Q mentions is someone that strangles lovers with her thighs but she's like a big busted woman I'm like oh that it's almost worked maybe she lost a bunch of weight and she got plastic cure surgery <laughs> right. but i thought that was kind of cool uh, that we'll get there when we get there and um so we, there's a safe house do we go to the safe house right oh, uh, it's well, the, it's not i thought it was um m's house it's, it, not, it's not his house at the end of that scene you know, it's <laughs> with bullet. if it's a safe house it's a it's a fancy one. Yeah, it's really fancy. And um, yeah, that's where the he explains the plot that the yeah. supposed the fake plot, the fake plot of uh, Pushkin, played by John Reese Davis. John Reese Davis, your great, best friend, great friend, <laughs> who who uh, who asked you to uh, take a picture with him at a comic con a few years uh, ago. I, well, I asked him if I could take a pic. Well, no, actually, I, I paid. No, for no, it. I think he asked you to take a picture. Hey, with no, him. no, I paid for for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so so let's talk about Kosk because we've we've seen him a little bit in, in Bratislava. We're, we see him a little bit more now. So let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, played by Jerome uh, Krabi. Krabi. Yeah, an actor I had seen a few times. He's Dutch. So he and uh, what's his face, the guy that made RoboCop uh, before he came to Hollywood, uh, made uh, Pover who apparently Verhoeven. As I've been corrected, oh, Verhoeven. Before he came to to Hollywood, uh, I've actually seen a bit of his Dutch movies. Interesting director, Verhoeven. Uh, and but uh, Jerome uh, shows up in a few of those. Good. I mean, I I kind of like him as Koskov. He's funny, but he's actually he's actually a good actor. I've seen him give like non Bond villain performances. Um, he plays a villain in the nineteen eighty nine version of The Punisher with. Other Bond alumni, Dolph Lundgren, who had a cameo in A View to a Kill. And he's also a tertiary character in uh, The Transporter 3, if I remember correctly. Really? He plays the dad of the the girl that uh, Jason Statham has to protect. Oh, you might be on to something. She's a red. Vaguely rings a bell. I've seen the movie once, so it's... Mm. fading no but the fact that he's in that it's like uh, there's like a vague he's image a, coming in my mind most of the time you see him in his office uh making phone calls mm. but it's obviously a, a very um different villain he's very jovial he's very there's a lot of joie de vivre about Costco. is he the main villain though because that's where this movie is there's not a Although Strong enough the tone, villain. I'm going to make a comparison here, but I'll, I'll caveat my comparison by acknowledging that the, the tone injected into the villains is not the same, but it's a bit of a From Russia with Love vibe where there's no main villain. You know, Grant yeah, know. is there, Rosa Klebb is there, yeah, you see Blofeld twice in the background, 
uh, what's his face, the chess players there. Who's well, Blofeld's the main villain, but you know, I guess that maybe destroys yeah. my theory. Yeah, you kind of shot yourself in the but foot. But it's sort of. I know what you mean, but they needed um, more like Brad Whitaker needed to be a nasty, scary sob, mm. and he's just, as one soldier to another. He's just laughable. He's just yeah. like oh, uh, he makes statues of himself. Like I, I know I've been, I do like that. It's a good visual, but uh, they needed better. Uh, 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 I was going to say marionettes, but that's they they needed better uh, statues of him uh, as the doubles. When you you're introduced first to Brad, Brad Whitaker, you see a bunch of statues of himself as Napoleon, as other generals Caesar and whatnot. And then you see him amongst those, like it needed to be like E.T., like doll, 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 E.T., doll, doll, doll. It needed to be something that you barely, if you're not looking, you're not noticing. I'm not entirely convinced that the very first time I saw this movie, I knew that was the real Brad Whitaker. But again, I might have been a kid also. Yeah, that's the thing. The first time. It didn't age well. I know where they're, what they were going for. Probably in 1987, the reveal worked, but in 2019... Eh. Blu-ray, high definition, it's like... Oops. It's so crystal clear, you can immediately tell it's not a statue. <laughs> <laughs> Love high definition. <laughs> yes. So a victim of it uh, of, of its age. But mm. the idea was there. It's kind of a cool idea. Mm. So but- Koskov tells us that Pushkin, he's a man. So we, we, the audience, have never heard of this Pushkin. Apparently, he is actually a very important figure. He's replaced Gogol. Yeah, that's it's so true. A little, little nod to the past there. So Pushkin is crazy. He do, he wants to have nothing to do with the West. Smith's pioning. Absolutely, and and you gotta stop him. This guy's a madman. That's yeah. why I'm here. I'm here. Help you. you help me. Help you. Have you have to. Uh, what they say, put him away. Yeah, must be put. It's a very theatrical. Pro- it's entertaining. No, it doesn't make for the bo- for the best villain. It's, it's still fun inter- to watch. Exactly. It's Charles Gray all over again. F- super entertaining performance. It's not a Bond villain, but it's yeah, a super entertaining. Performance. Difference between Charles Gray, uh, well, that version of Blofeld and this one is that Koskov is surrounded by like nasty people. Even Brad Whitaker, he's na- like a nasty yeah. sob. Like yeah. he's, he looks like he, he probably stinks of bo and sw- like he looks nasty when you see him eating that the lobster first the lobster, the, ty- yeah. the size of that lobster is the entire your entire table yeah. looks like a freaking pig yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm talking with his mouth open and like not talking but you know what i mean talk- well he's like the king of his own castle even though his castle is is uh, built on lies yeah built on lies when it's not exactly uh emperor's clothes analogy but sort of like he's he builds himself up to a bit like a great military man as one soldier to another i'm gonna (laughs) spare me your military pretensions what army did you serve yeah you know it's a very entertaining performance um so so essentially uh koskov is uh leaves the room i don't remember where he goes bond and m have a little moment together yes i read your debriefing you jeopardize the mission to save a beautiful girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's not the uh, Bernard Lee M, it's the Robert Brown M. And well, we've seen him for a couple movies. I wish we have, but I feel like the Robert uh, the the the, uh, the Bernard Lee M would have listened to 
bond a little bit more. Like we're we're starting to see the more confrontational uh, relationship between Bond mm. and M, and where M doesn't trust Bond as much as he did in the previous movies. Mm. And that's the first uh, time I think it's it's really showing up because even in the last uh, movie that uh, Bernard Lee did, Moonraker, yeah, he he has to dismiss Bond, but yeah. secretly like you, okay, you, so I, I won't tell him, but you're still. You're still Go, go get him. Go get yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, where's like the line? Yes, I believe you did say you wanted to visit the Amazon or something like that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. <laughs> go, go, go on a vacation now. Go on vacation. <laughs> and I missed that. I do, I do. I, I really, really do. That's you know, it's not time to talk about Spectre, but you know, Skyfall ends. You know, you ready to do work? Yes, sir. With pleasure. With pleasure. Then Spectre begins. It's like WTF Bond? Why are you in Mexico? I'm like, ah. Oh, can't they just work together? Anyways, that's it's not the Spectre review, but I, I point taken though, and so uh, no, sir. If it, if it must be done, I'll do it. So yeah, I'll go kill Pushkin for you. Not really. I'm gonna go back to Bratislava to go pick up Kara and find out what the heck's going on here. Because meanwhile, the, the Koskov is broke broken out yep. by. Uh, the milkman. The milkman. No, no. First, he's a runner. Yes. Then he's the milkman. Then... There's been a gas leak. Please stay away from the station. Then he's a voice on the radio. And then he becomes a medic. Hmm. And that's just one sequence. Yeah, it's like in a five-minute span, he plays four different characters with like three different accents. It's fantastic. He's American. Then he's like, oh, I read Cockney. The other guy's ill. And then he's like, Please leave the building. No, 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 no. It's like I four characters, three accents. I think he's dubbed over. I, I'm not, I'm not say, I think he he probably redubbed himself, but I think he's dubbed over. He There's did. an awesome. Okay, well, two things about Necros. Looks fantastic. Very intimidating look. What do we think about the exploding milk bottles? I think that's cool. Kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So it, Whatever it, works, man. Yeah, no. He got him in. He's the milkman. <laughs> it's funny. I like it. And the fight in the kitchen with a non 007 character. <laughs> my theory, you know what my theory is? I know they they, uh, they they had Pierce Brosnan cast as James Bond, and he had to bow out because of this Remington Steel contract. And Dalton was a replace, last minute replacement for him, and but he only showed up to late to to set like a couple of weeks after they started shooting. And I think they started with that sequence. I think that sequence was initially meant for James Bond. Mm. That's always been my theory. That I think that that movie has been affected by the late casting, and there's a little change like that because it, it doesn't make sense. He fights him like it's a. It's almost like a, it should be the lead actor doing this fight. And the the fight is long, and it's it's a cool fight. No, it's a good fight. The guy, he, the the guy who unfortunately loses it, he, he puts up a decent fight. Yeah, it's great. Nicholas gets a couple kicks and punches oh, no. he, he, he gets roughed up a little bit himself but uh, the other guy really like he gets his face put to the mm. grill mm. and he gets boiled in water thrown at him and he, he gets a couple punches in his face then he, then he gets the classic classic pan to the face ping oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's a cartoon classic but whatever works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Koskov is back well, we think temporarily, very temporarily, he might be back in the hands of the Russians. Because that's not been revealed yet, you're right. No, it's true. So, oh, the Russians got him back. He's actually just going to Morocco to meet up with his buddy Brad Whitaker. Uh, so presumably this is Brad Whitaker, Whitaker who planned this. Uh, see, he is scheming. He is evil. 
We go back to Q Branch. We figure out who the cellist is. Uh, time to go to Bratislava, but not before we get to have some fun with uh, some gadgets like like the Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ghetto Blaster. I love the. W- he looks so happy to see. Freaking pleased with that Ghetto, ghetto Blaster. Ghetto Blaster. He's like, oh geez, you're you're Made you're ex- for the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and the little. Uh, explosive is it like a keychain or what it is it it's a keychain it has a gas uh like a stunning gas and a bomb, bomb yeah. like the, the stunning gas it, it's when you it's a march or something it's like like great Brit- great Britain, Britain. can you do it like for me because i have no sense of rhythm can you whistle it now? No, because apparently I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I have no sense of tempo, so I don't know what that makes me. So, uh, no, you, uh, you whistle that, and for the, the exploding uh, option, you have to uh, uh, do the wolf whistle, which yep. is... Mm-hmm. And he does that to the villain at the end of the movie and gets mm-hmm. him blown up. My theory is that, and the villain goes <laughs> when he gets wolf whistled, and it's like I, I wrote that in my notes. That's probably the first and last time somebody did a wolf whistle at him. Well, he did, so he probably is the last time. But he's somebody not the did most attractive man. Like he looks. Oh, first I thought you said last time. I was like, well, he he's dead, so there won't be anybody. Well, first and last, yeah, because uh, yeah. yes, last time because yeah. he's yeah dead yeah probably it's just nasty not, not the actor but the the the, the person he's, he's a gold the character is nasty because yeah. he's just greedy and he's a gold finger if there's a wo- yes. if there's a woman by his side it's not because he charmed her yes he bought her so it's back to bratislava uh now i kind of wife well, kind of, what do i mean kind of like i like this section of the of, of, the, of the film where bond is sort of just checking He's, he's checking Kara out. <laughs> he's following her. She gets accosted on the bus by, by Pushkin's men. Uh, the scene where she's accosted, she's taken off the bus, but she left her cello case. Yes, that... <laughs> Bunt picks, picks yeah. it up. That's yeah. weird to me. You know, the, he suspects... Well, he, obviously, from the previous scene, we know that she was a, quote, sniper assassin. So he assumes i guess i guess he's taking a bit of a chance he probably assumes that well she must have been hiding the gun somewhere it's probably in this cello case and it is it is and it's like not fake bullets but like it's it's all a point yeah yeah exactly so minimal impact so to speak well it's blanks yeah and uh he he then goes back to how the heck does he find out where she is because she comes back to his apartment which has been ransacked so during her questioning by Pushkin uh, more of Pushkin's men he probably followed her I mean he has a file on her the address is on a little piece of paper in the cello case oh you're right you're even cleverer than I am I'm not clever I just remembered (laughs) I saw what happened on the tram where did they take you KGB headquarters. They released me this morning. Take a look across the street. They let you go so they could follow you. I don't understand. Why are you trying to help me? What did Pushkin want? 
Did he ask you about Yorki Koskov? He wanted to know where he was. Did you tell him? No. It was clever of Yorki, using blanks. Made the British believe his defection was real. How do you know that? He told me. You saw him? Two days ago. He's safe and sound. You're a friend of his? We've been through quite a lot together. And again, more of that great performance. And, and Mariam Dabo is quite good in this, too. I, I, I've always felt her character is a little bit hard to define. But let me throw this at you. We, we've recorded a number mm-hmm. of shows before. And, yes. I've, I, and I remember some of your comments, some of your specific comments about the kind of Bond girls you go for. So, you know, I'm going to throw you a little bit of bacon and eggs. Yes. Tell me if you don't like them. You probably really dig Cara Malovi. I do. Yeah. I do. Because she's... She has she has personality. She's not an, an amorphous blob. She's also not a secret agent. She's not a cop. She gets swooped into this adventure, and she has to make the best she can mm-hmm. and help Bond. And I know you've said, I, I mean, I like that, but I know you've been very specific about that in the past. What I like about her is that she well, she's not a super spy, but she's very she's an artiste. She also, she's very she doesn't think with her brain. She thinks with her, her emotion type with her deal heart. with her heart. And she lo- she obviously loved Koskov, and she trusted him, and they had a relationship. And for him, she he, she was just something he, he could enjoy whenever he wanted to. And with with a relationship with Bond, Bond is, is as similar traits. He's more refined and not as, as egregious than as because uh, Koskov is always like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not good. This is not. And Bond's like, ah, I'm just gonna show you the best time. Oh, look at look at my fancy car. Mm-hmm. Look at my fancy clothes. I'll take you to the best hotel. We'll go to the Ferris wheel. We'll make out a little bit. We'll go home. <laughs> blah blah blah. Like that's, and then that's why she likes him at first, and when she finds out that. She's and with the, I love the scene when she finds out that um, he's actually a spy. Well, he's been she's been told something by Koskov, obviously, and Bond tells her something else because uh, he, he tells her like I, I shot at you. I, I'm the one. I, I I shot the gun out of your hands. And he reg- she regains conf- confidence confidence in his in his in him, in him. But before the scene, when he shows up, she looks pissed off and she's playing violin, but she's very like. <laughs> That's how she thinks. Mm. Or like her mu- mu- music is the, the way she deals with music. And I don't even know if the actresses and the director, if everyone went this far to to think about the character, but her relationship with music, def- like music, defines that character. Mm. Could be, could be. Although she's kind of sweet when she serves him the vodka martini, though she doesn't look that good. Did uh, I get to okay? Uh, something very important about that vodka martini. That vodka martini was on the counter. I'd been on the counter for a little while. And let you've that, had let vodka. That poison settle. No, no. Vodka martini, you have to like drink quickly. Mm. That's that's sloshed water with some vodka and some gem in it. It's not a vodka martini. Like Bond drinks it. Mm, perfect. Mm. It's not good. You He's hear nice. she goes, 
look, look, and you hear it sloshing around. It's just slosh, it's vodka slosh. He's being polite, man. I know yeah. that. It's that, a white that, lie. That, that's what I like about Bond. He's being polite, even when people get his order wrong. Ever the gentleman. Exactly. That's a stirred, not shaken, right? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's the same thing, kind it's of. It's the same thing, but it be, it's been spiked, and that's why she, like, yeah. she gives a reaction when she. She, she, lo- she's, she's, she's mixing the poison. And love Karamilov. Milov. Uh, is it Milov? Karamilovi. I love. But her. you may call her your love. Yeah, my, my <laughs> love, uh, Milovi. Uh, I love her because she's out of her depth. She's uh, she, she's forced into making choices sometimes, and her. Uh, it brings the best out of her. Yeah. Because she's so out of her, so out of her. She's out of her depth, but she adapts. She survives. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, she's she, the the whole battle at the end. She's she's with it, man. She's in the jeep. Yeah. She's running all over the place. It's, you know, she tries to help in the jail cell uh, fight there a little bit there. So, I think as the movie as the film progresses and as she's witnessing more uh, danger, she sort of becomes uh, a slightly more active. A- active participant no, in the action scenes. self actuals as a character throughout yeah, the, uh, the story. Exactly. That's what I like. <laughs> She's the opposite of Tiffany Case and uh, who are we talking about the other time? Mary Goodnight. Mary Goodnight. Like, oh, they're actually okay at the start and then at the end they're like, what the hell happened to these characters? <laughs> this is actually the opposite. It's like, okay, so she's a chalice and at the end of the film we're like, oh, she's actually a very nice and well-acted character. Um, no, I, 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 I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of of, of Kara uh, as well uh, for, for a lot of the same reasons you, you just elaborated on. Um, so Bond pretends to be Koskov's friend. Let's go find Koskov. You know, I don't. Even this time, as I watch the film, <laughs> we can't see my TV, but it's, <laughs> I keep looking. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this is not a visual show. No. Anyways, point being. Even this time when I watched the movie, yeah. Oh right, no, right. I remember asking myself, why are they going to Vienna? Why does he want to go? It's because Saunders is in Vienna. He wants to meet up with Saunders. That's why. Great car chase. Yes. I don't know if it's. It might actually be my favorite car chase of. Mm, all that's a tough one. The entire franchise. There, there's ones that are. Goldfinger's pretty good. I really like the Goldfinger one. Is that even chase? He uses one gadget and get runs into a wall. No, I'm talking about when the the Chinese uh, people are shooting at him from behind. He uses the the shield. He uses the oil at night before. That's awesome. And you got the grandmother, the old lady. Pretty awesome. If you could see what happens in the Quantum of Solace car chase, it's probably awesome, but we can't tell. Yeah, uh, but this one you can tell it's every everything is you can see everything every gadget works mm-hmm. and you, look every time he gets into a jam you're like oh how is he gonna get out of this one oh a new ja- gadget shows up <laughs> I know which is fantastic look when you're twelve you can see that sequence mm-hmm. and you're you're a fan for life when yeah. I saw that I I was younger than twelve but it, it just like when when the um, well, he slices the uh, with the laser the uh, the the car the um, <laughs> salt corrosion the car in two. After that, he doesn't use. Oh, he has uh, miss, missiles that he uses to blow up the br- the the barrage, and then he gets a tire puncture. And he, but he's trapped on the the ice, and he uses the the, uh, the rim of the wheel to uh, cut, cut a particularly deep 
That's uh, kind of neat. <laughs> makes fantastic. no sense. Makes no sense, nice. but this is so cool. Uh, he goes fish, ice fishing. He's got a, there's a rocket to propel it to faster, extra speed, and, and the, the skis. The skis. The skis is so cool. And by the time, it, like, he has to like blow it up. And I'm like, uh, each time I say, I'm seeing it, oh, it sucks. This is an mm. amazing car. Yeah. No, it, it's certainly one of the better car. I mean, he said that there's a whole laundry list of amazing cars you know, if we if we I mean, we're not talking about the Citroen or anything like like the actual MI6 cube cars. cars, yeah, like it's it's definitely up there with with uh, with the best. Uh, it might be the best. It could. It's maybe my favorite uh, cube branch car, uh, just for the gadgets it has. And it's mine. It's it's re- and it looks good. It's a nice looking car. It still look. You can still see the look of the Aston Aston Martin. And it's not become the electric razor that the modern ones have. I, I do really like the DB10. I'm not really Looks visual. I'm not talking gadgets. Visual, the DB10 is my favorite. But I think it's as far as the whole package, I think the van, uh, Vantage is... is. Uh, I think this one's the Volante. Oh, the Volante. I'm sorry. The van, no, Vantage is the Die Another Day. I'm getting yeah. mixed up now. Is this V8? Like the drink? I think it's a V8. I don't remember. You know... If ever you get a chance to go to London, you should go to the Bond in Motion uh, Museum. I was there, and uh, even in up close, this car looks like freaking beautiful. It's a really nice looking car. I have the pictures to prove it. <laughs> you should post them on the Facebook page. I probably should. The pictures from like four years ago at this point, but I don't think the place has changed really. So. But anyways, great car chase, and uh, then we uh, oh well, car chase, and then uh, some skiing. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. You know what's funny about that sequence? Glad is- I insisted you brought that cello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and she gives him a look. She's like, you dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, I love the sequence. I forgot. I forgot, but I love it. Um, which sounds weird. We have nothing to declare except a cello, cello. But she's cello. driving the, uh, the 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 thing. Oh, he is with. They're in the it, case, and he's steering with the cello. In the world of the movie, mm-hmm. but in real life, when they shot that sequence, he's just carrying a oh, prop, and she's she, she she has a some some type of control in the middle, and she's that's why her hands are at the bottom. She's mm-hmm. controlling from right, the right. She's right, driving, right. and and Timothy's just like going. Uh, uh. It's cool. It's really well shot. You you believe it. You I know it's it. a male. Like I know it, and even knowing it, I'm like, that's bl- completely believable. I would actually, if I was being chased by Russians in winter and uh, in a nearest steep hill, and I, my only way of escaping was using a cello in its case, uh, that's how I do it. Especially if I had a hot blonde with me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, no, it's 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 a great great chase. So so they crossed the border from. Um, from Czechoslovakia to to Austria on the way to Vienna. interrupt this broadcast for a special announcement. Actually, uh, this is where part one of our Living Daylights film episode will conclude. Uh, During the editing process, it became more and more obvious that uh, me and Matthew were having a great, great time 
discussing this film in it. I got the sense that uh, this is going to be an extremely long episode, so after discussion, we're splitting this into two parts. So part one ends right now, but of course, uh, follow follow us on all of the usual social media platforms, www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, Facebook, Twitter, at the Bond Complex, Instagram, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, give us a glowing five-star golden gun review, and we hope you've enjoyed our review of The Living Daylights thus far. And just as James Bond is always want to return, so too will the James Bond complex in part two of our review of 1987's film adaptation, The Living Daylights. Merci et à la prochaine. Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster.